This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy. Returning from a recording hiatus, you listeners don't realize that because episodes have been coming out every week, but for me, I took the entire summer off from this podcast, that's why these conversations may have seemed a little dated to you, but now, we're back from the south shore of Nestor County, Long Island, standing six foot two, 308 pounds, yes, he has gotten away from himself here a little bit, folks, it's Johnny G. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson Maine is still here. Could not lose him despite the hiatus. Uh, abortion is healthcare. Yes, you're right. I agree with you on that. Thank you, sir. Also joining me in the Mighty Studios, my nearly silent ghost, Arthur Gabrus. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur, currently napping in the living room. He is 14 years old, which I believe is 90-something in dog years. He's living large. Also joining me in the Mighty Studios, also 94 in dog years, yeah. we got from the Perfect Person Podcast, Miles Bonsignore. That's absolutely right. It's a pleasure to be here, John. It's a pleasure to fucking have you, dog. It's a pleasure to see your studio, by the oh way. Oh, my Look- gosh. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, this is uh, this is where I record my show every person. I mean, it's funny because right before we started recording, you really geared me up. You said, I'm going to do this really annoying intro. And I got to tell you, John, I used to be a listener. Oh, so it's not. So it was annoying. So it's extra annoying. <laughs> so, so, by the way, so I'm aware of the. Of the of how I knew annoying, how annoying it was. <laughs> I knew how was annoying it was going to be, but I uh, I had heard the show. Um, in fact, at one point, this was years ago. At this point, because I uh, I lived in New York, and uh, sometimes I listen to your podcast, and I wrote a review when you read it on the show. Oh shit! Back when I used to do, if you roast me, I'll read it in the. Oh man, look at that. Full yeah. circle. Now you're a guest. Now you're a guest. <laughs> honestly, yeah, the, it's a full circle. And now I'm here and I'm sort of like, okay. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe I should have given it a one star. Uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, you heard it from Miles. I guess I haven't even thought about this in years, but if you want to rate me five stars on <laughs> iTunes, I think I don't even know if that helps anymore because so many people use different podcatcher apps now. Like, yeah, I don't even know right. how much it matters, but yeah, uh, and you can't even write a review on Spotify. They don't even want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And I also haven't I've never even broke through the ranks when the podcast was new. So I don't think on <laughs> episode four hundred and forty one, it's going to break through It'll be like Miles and Gabrus chat about uh, video uh, games. I don't know. That Vulture, this is going to be on Vulture. They're going to do a spread. Yeah, hey, yeah Vulture. What the yeah. fuck, man? I, I finally hit my stride in episode four forty after a summer hiatus. By the uh, way, how, you must have recorded so many fucking episodes before the summer. Yeah, I but like by mid June I had like uh or like early June I had like fifteen episodes logged. Uh I I it had been kind of slow and I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna take this because there's it's so with a job like this, you can't really ever take time off. Like the one thing I've never I've never missed a Thursday in eight years at this point or whatever. Amazing, yeah. 
so I'm not going to start now, but I also want to feel like I cannot worry about booking guests for a little bit. <laughs> totally. And yeah, and- no, the weekly, it's like homework. You know, every week you have to record. Although I went to Spotify, this thing at Spotify, and they were like, yeah, if you miss a week, like people will not listen to your show anymore. Like that you're so baked into their routine that like, if you ever or don't have an episode, re-released an old one with an updated intro because like... Just to keep people uh, yeah, feverish. Keep, yeah. So they're like, if everyone's like, yeah, when I do dishes, I listen to John's podcast. Like once the second they don't do that, the habit's broken. Right. I, I truly believe that. The one thing I've always done with this podcast and Action Boys is we've never missed a week. Yeah. And I feel like that... I mean, Action Boys people pay for, so it's even more important. This yeah. one... But it does it does feel like the least you could do is never miss. Like Yeah, no, right, right, right. For a podcast that's you talking uninterrupted for an hour, you're like, I'm not gonna do this week. I'm yeah, I'm gonna take yeah. this week off. I need to I need to relax a little for uh, for fuck's sake. No, yeah, it fe- it feels like uh you owe you owe it to them, even though it's like a free thing they don't pay for. Like I it feels like consistency is important. and uh, to, to be honest, like I've never missed one, but once in a while, like the upload doesn't hit and someone will message me at like noon and be like, hey, the podcast isn't up yet. And I'd be like, right. People listen to this. I like, forget. <laughs> <laughs> like, it people becomes- are here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really interactive with any listeners or do anything like that of like, uh, we got a question this week from. So I have no idea. Like sometimes it starts. And especially once you've, you know, backlogged a bunch of episodes. Yeah. You lose the sort of like in like the dynamic where you're just like I feel like I'm doing it in a va- and especially like without I haven't done a live show in a while it's like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a fucking vacuum a little bit <laughs> <laughs> right if you're and then you get like- reminded you're like oh shit right people listen to this <laughs> or like someone will just tweet tweet at me like hey man I don't think we say that anymore and I'm like oh okay oh, got it no got it. <laughs> on a new app you hate to hear that <laughs> yeah damn <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it wasn't an episode they didn't go back six years and like call me out yeah i wonder if anyone's running through my backlog that feels like an intense like someone's like oh i got into it let me hear what he had to say about video games in 08 <laughs> yeah now you're inviting them to which is a dangerous game yeah oh podcast. god help me i'm fucking out of here dude i'm gonna be <laughs> well to be honest though if you get canceled for podcasting you just like go a little right wing and make way more money like that's the- <laughs> yeah right you start to saying like real shit on the internet about yeah, who and sucks. then people are like, "This guy gets to say what he wants. I'll give him ten dollars a month." Like, yeah, oh, that the is world great- hates him, but I'll love him for this. <laughs> yeah, right. The people who are just ride or dying for people who were canceled's podcast, like the content log that they're listening to is bad. Just yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting for these canceled bros. Oh, yeah. cool, man. Well, cool. fun. I wish if only there were other podcasts out there. <laughs> Um, so Miles, uh, you threw out a few couple of solid topics that, uh, uh, yeah. And I was like, shit, dude, we are, uh, clearly you listen because they were all stuff we could easily go deep on. Even <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. I was pretty hardcore in the first five seasons. Uh, dude. I mean, that's something that I can talk about for goddamn ever too. Are you I've, still on it? Are you still I rocking? haven't watched this season, but the previous 18, I binged during the pandemic and I, loved every second i would take a bath a day and watch two episodes of Grey's anatomy during the pandemic and i cranked through all of it i would like take an edible get in the tub and sarah would be like it's been two hours like what are you doing and i'd be like pruny and shit and be like meredith's gonna die she's gonna drown or whatever yeah. <laughs> i mean that's how i learned who che was uh, uh the uh the idea of a bath, the phrase a bath a day seems like you could write a memoir or like a self-help <laughs> book that's titled a bath a day, yeah. right? Like, like it's like, there's something about it where it's like, there's, it sounds ludicrous on the yeah, page like where you're like, you can't. And you're like, but if you do live a life in which you can take a bath a day, your yeah. bath, your life is probably better. I'll say I was up to the point in the middle of the pandemic where I was doing two a days. Two baths a day? <laughs> not every, not not every day, but I'd have a weekly two a day. I like where you're like, I I got, I just want to get back in there. It was just like, <laughs> like I'd be working from home and it's lunch, and I'm like, you know what? 
honey, I'm going to go in the tub for just a little bit. And run then, the like, water. It's like you're running the water <laughs> while you like uh, <laughs> cook yourself lunch or whatever. Yeah. And then like dinner time would come around. And after dinner, I'm like, well, we can't fucking do anything. I might as well get back <laughs> in the tub. Like, <laughs> this is my like time. And I, had, I have a little iPad on a tripod that I put next to the bath. So it's like, oh, hell yeah. that's how I consumed most of Gray's. But and anyway, for, for listeners, Miles also has gills now. <laughs> no, I do have a big gills on my neck. Check and out fl- them gill slits, baby. That's right. <laughs> Somebody flirting with the shape of water. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make a hard boiled egg and then jerk off to Miles' gills right now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I think that's all I remember from Shape of Water is her masturbating and hard boiled eggs for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the eggs are the thing that's stuck. Yeah, they're the, they're the grossest part of the movie. Yeah. Fuck the fish man. For real, fuck him. Uh, yeah. That's much better than the egg. But pandemic got me really into walking. That's where I like reevaluated how I see my neighborhood in a way. Oh, yeah. And as an ex-New Yorker, I f- it made me feel like a, like I started just walking to every errand and then creating like when I had an errand, I'm like, oh, I want to ship mm. this via UPS. I'd be like, well, look at a U- I found a UPS that's two miles away. And it's like, <laughs> I'll walk to it and see what's on the way and get a coffee on the way back from someplace. You know, like it started to feel uh. like a way to see my neighbor. And now I'm in love with my neighborhood in a new way because I live in West Hollywood where things are kind of walkable. Oh, but yeah. All- but also stores change so frequently here due to just like how capitalism is rampantly disgusting mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, right. So I would be walking and then like there are some really intense vestigial buildings here that are like there's like this hydroponic store that's on Fairfax in between Melrose and Santa Monica, which has been here since I moved, but has never been opened. And it's like <laughs> it's on Fairfax at Melrose, like peak fucking Jesus. real estate. Yeah, right. And it's just never been anything but a hydroponic garden store that was closed. And I'm and so like I'm intrigued by like these things that survive. Like I I don't understand yeah. real estate or uh, you know, businesses. So like these and then these things that open and close and these you walk past and it's like a Russian mom and pop owned vacuum store yeah, next to no. a brand new cold plunge place next to a gallery that sells only like Mickey Mouse graffiti paintings or whatever. Like you just totally. get this like weird taste of uh, Los Angeles where it's like a time capsule on every block. And yeah. I got it, it slowed it down. Driving past it, you see sometimes, but like walking past it, you could stop and look in the windows. And it, it it really changed the way I see my neighborhood. And now I'm I switched post pandemic. I quote unquote post. I joined yeah. my I joined a gym that's walkable. I joined uh, a sauna oh, place so that's nice. walkable. I switched everything to walkable in my neighborhood and kind of eliminated mm. the car from as much of my life as possible. That's amazing, by the way. I mean, I first of all, I love a walk, but I'll, I'll also say I love a sauna. Uh, for my thirtieth birthday. My sweet wife, Sarah, did uh, get me off Facebook Marketplace an indoor infrared sauna. And it has changed my goddamn life. I'm now, speaking of tubs, I'm saunaing almost every day, if not uh, five times a week, like at least. Oh, shit. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm going like two uh, days a week these days, but... I dream of owning a sauna in my Dude, place. It's, like, I mean, like it's just changed because I was thinking about joining Equinox because I love a Schwitz so much. And I was like, I don't even want to fucking work out. Like I'm like kind of a string bean, but I just want to go in. I want to have the feeling of souping my body so hot and then getting in the shower and then leaving. Yeah. And um, instead of joining Equinox, my wife just was like, let's just get an infrared sauna. And it That's sits so in my awesome. office. When, when do you do it? Uh, uh, in the so I wake up. I have a very young son, so um, I wake up with him, and then when he goes down for his first nap, often before he's going down for the nap, I'll flip on the sauna. It's preheating. He goes down yeah. for the nap. I'm stripping off nude in the hallway, like running into the sauna, and then getting like 15 minutes in, and it and it's changed everything. It's so oh, good. And that's so awesome. I mean, yeah. you talked about the cold plunge too, though. Me and my friends have really gone down the deep end with the cold plunge. We bought like a sack that we fill with water. We're like cold plunging together on Sundays. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, my buddy, I go to his house sometimes, and we fill up his recycling bin. Like he has like, he has like a, like, you know, like the LA, like, uh, upright, the big blue. Yeah. We, we, we fill it with, uh, water and he has these, uh, you know, like, uh, office water jugs are those big, like five gallon jugs. If you cut the top off, 
you can <laughs> fill it with water and then he has like a, a deep freezer and we freeze them so you can make these like five gallon ice blocks. Put yeah. put two of them in with a bunch of with a bunch of hose water and then a ladder next to it and with a little support you can climb in and out and do your old cold. I have since joined a place that has infrared saunas and a cold plunge and you like schedule them back to back, which is a dream. What are we talking? Uh, pause. It's a, it's similar to pause. It's called live in it's in West Hollywood. Pause. <laughs> right. Pause is a little far. Live I can walk to. Pause I cannot. Uh, By the way, the yeah. walking lifestyle. I mean, that's incredible. I I, I really admire that because I'm trying to walk way more. I'm an East Side uh, girl, so I'm, <laughs> I'm an East Side girl. <laughs> East Side girl. But I, there's not like like my neighborhood is like sort of walkable. Like I feel like it's just like three disparate towns that you can kind of walk in between. Right. Right. I know that feeling and. I will say it's like good for the pandemic, it's, but when you're trying to feel productive, when you're like, well, going to the sauna place is now like a two hour ordeal instead of like an hour and oh five. You know what I mean? Like if you drive there and back, you're like, oh, now it's like I, I maybe it's so, so like when I'm trying to, li- but it does make you feel like you're taking time back from some hypothetical like. Right. If you're like, you I listen, see. I listen to audiobooks too. That's like my big thing. So like walking with an audiobook, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm like taking time from the world that's trying to take my time. I'm, I'm taking my time back. I'm taking, <laughs> taking them all my back. Time back. No, I'll say that like, yeah, like a two hour errand. If you start, if I start a two hour errand at after one thirty in the afternoon, my day is over. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I'm not, I'm not going to get back on my computer at 4 PM. Like no. that's just not going to happen. <laughs> no. I'm going to get back on my PlayStation. Look at that yeah, fucking segue, dog. Nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we wanted to talk video games, Miles. What are you currently playing? I okay, feel like. Yeah. So I currently am, uh, we're, we're at a very special time where I was deep into Baldur's Gate 3 and I was playing the fuck out of that and I really liked it a lot. It's sort of like D&D, but it's a game. Like, yeah. they, the, you know, it's... Uh, Apparently, it's, people are... Uh, so I downloaded Baldur's... I'll get to it, but I downloaded yeah. Baldur's Gate and haven't started it yet because I just want to finish the Diablo campaign. I'm on, like, Diablo 4 right now. See, so Diablo, just, like... And there's, there's sort of similar... What, what do they call that? RTS or, like, a CRPG where it's, like, kind of the top-down, you're yeah. clicking on stuff. I, I had never really... That's a genre that I had not played previously. And I would consider myself a capital G gamer. You know, I would oh, say... Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. I, but I, that's not... Until Bardo's Gate 3, I was, like, not playing that kind of thing. And now I'm like, oh, fuck. Maybe I go back and, like, play all this other shit. But I love that a lot. And I just got Starfield, and I am crushing it, and I could not love it more. Oh, so you're... Because that, that's the other big game that's out right now. Uh, yeah, or there, there's, like, a few that are uh, taking over the gamer chats. And <laughs> you BG, a lot of, BG3 and Starfield seem to be the big ones right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I... Talk to me games, about Starfield. This kind of game came out of left field. I knew nothing about it. Did you play, like, Fallout and uh, and maybe... I mean, you played Skyrim, I'm guessing. I played the shit out of Skyrim. Yeah. I yeah. love Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did, did I you did play- not love Fallout. I, some of the, oh, Really? Some, Sometimes those games, Witcher 3 did this to me too, uh-huh. activate like a weird OCD in me. And then I'm like, and if I don't mm. fully understand what I should pick up and not pick up, I'm now I'm like bogged down with encumbered. Like, I'm like, how many rusted coils do I need to carry? <laughs> like, when do yeah. when do these become important? Yeah. You're like, why do I have food? Like, that shouldn't yeah. be something I'm carrying around. <laughs> right, like, the right. fuck? No. Now I got to cook at the fire and like make the, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah. There's like too many systems too. It's like, you can craft and build a base and build a ship and build your clothes. And it's like, I am going to do one of these things. Like, direct me to a gunfight. And that's what I want to do. Yeah. But I don't I- even do like this, th- that shit for myself. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, right, IRL, I'm not. I barely give a shit about my clothes or my car. It's hard to like really dive in on a character. But so, t- talk to me about Starfield because it sounds fucking yeah. awesome. And the clips I've seen from so it it mm-hmm. is Bethesda. It's Bethesda. Hook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's. Okay. Uh, I mean, the the like hook is it's Skyrim in space, but it came out now and not like what was ten years ago when Skyrim came out. But like it's. Uh, what's great about Starfield, and it took me. Uh, a second you mentioned the witcher and there's a thing that happens to me sometimes where a new game will come out and i'll be like that's cool i'll get it and buy it try it hate it stop playing it 
and then revisit it like in three to six months and love it and play a hundred hours of it. That's happened that happened to you with Witcher. Is that why you that said happened that? with Witcher twice? I because twi- this is the era of GameStop. Now I'm just downloading every game. I don't go to GameStop, but like w- when I was in my 20s or whatever, I would go to GameStop, get a game, be like, okay, let me try to play it, buy it used, hate it, ret- you know, return it to GameStop because in seven days you can return it. And then be like, what about that game? Like, I saw another clip of that. Like, that actually seems kind of fire. And then I'll go back. And with Witcher, I did that like three times. I bought it, didn't like it, returned it, bought it, didn't like it, returned it, bought it. And then I put 110 hours into The Witcher 3. Yeah. Okay. See, I have like, I, I have like less discerning taste than most people. So when, I'm, when a game really pops off, I'm like, okay, yeah. I got to give it another shot. And Witcher 3 in particular, because it's my favorite genre of like fantasy. Oh, it's so I'm like, good. I'm like, I got to get it. And then I'm like, I didn't love the combat. I didn't love, like, I got caught up in a Gwent game for too long. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. This- and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And then like, you know, like it moves a little slower than you want it to at, uh, at first. And you and then you get like frustrated by it. Like yeah, it's so overwhelming, too. It's yeah. like this is a whole world. Like you could live here. Like I basically lived in the Witcher world for what is that? 110 hours. It's like five days of time. Oh, Jesus. The uh, I, I go to Skyrim a lot as my go to reference because I think that maybe is one of my favorite games. Like I played the shit out of Diablo two when I was younger. Like so, yeah. Diablo is in my bones, and all the Blizzard games really are in my bones. Like I love them all, mm-hmm. but uh, Skyrim was like maybe my favorite game of all time because it is in the fantasy world, and it just it's just below completely open world. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. It's just enough on rails and just streamlined enough for me that I ended up loving the game. Like where, you know what I mean? I have, I probably had like nine characters that are in, in their levels of like twenties and thirties because I yes, just, right. I, that's another thing I have. A, I have commitment issues. So if, <laughs> when it's a game where you get to make choices, if it's like, like for example, like, uh, Oh, also in the pandemic, I got a PS four cause I couldn't get a PS five yet. They were yeah. like, so I got a PS4. I'd always been Xbox before then. So I, in the pandemic, I played mm-hmm. through all the PS only titles. Like I did the God of War. I did Spider Man. Last of Us. Last like, of Us One and yeah, Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Love and those I, games so much. Such such fun. And now I have a PS5, and I I have not gone back to my Xbox. I actually gave it to a friend's kid. Um, yeah. I I I some of these games are just a little too overwhelming. But then a game mm-hmm. like uh. I forget what it's called, like Horizon Zero West. Dawn. Yeah, Horizon Lo- Forbidden West. Yeah, I love that game, and yeah. it's just yeah. on rails enough, like where you can like have fun in the world and like game and grind if you want, but it's really obvious what you're supposed to do. Yeah, like I, I agree with that. Where I think when I was a kid, I really wanted an open world game. Also, I, was, I think I had more time, so I'd be like, yes, any, that is one hundred percent part of it. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I'll have I'll play Assassin's Creed and I'll fucking play every inch of it because I just have oodles of time. And now I'm like. I kind of want a game to be a little bit more closed in or when I play an open world game, I'm just like, I'm not going to do everything. I'm just going to do like this specific set of stuff. Right. And Starfield started like that. So Starfield, yeah, it's Skyrim in space. It's a little bit different in that um, you're not like early reviews came out and they were kind of like critical and we're like, oh, this kind of sucks because there's a lot of loading screens. Like you're going between universes and there's like a big galaxy map and there's like you know, a hundred galaxies you can go in and each galaxy has like five planets you can go and visit. It's crazy big. But the problem is that people were like, oh, but like some of those are procedurally generated. And when I go, it's not like this handcrafted thing and people are kind of dunking on it. But the more I've played it and then the Reddit also like kind of did a total 180 when it came out and people were like, wait, you give this game like six hours or something, which is like oh crazy, by the way. But if you give it's it six better. Hours, like sometimes people are like, once you get to the second season of the show, it really starts sizzling. It's the, <laughs> it's sa- like it's the a- same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're right. You have to kind of commit. But now that I've committed, I discovered you know so many fun things that I made me love the game. Like I now built my own ship. And I kind of am like role playing. And even though there's no backstory to support this, I'm like, my character's this type of guy. And like the decisions I make in the game are going to be like this. And I find that that's really, really rewarding. And and I uh, I find that to be a fine because I also play tabletop D&D. And as I've I've gotten older, (laughs) I've less and less care about winning and more and more care about like playing Mm -hmm. the character. 100 percent yeah so like it's such a weird it's like a it's a real developmental thing of like and maybe i also work in entertainment so the idea of like characters and acting is more interesting than like 
beating the kobold army is like less. Cap- <laughs> yeah, but when, who cares? When you first started out, like so that that sounds really interesting. Starfield. Oh, I didn't know it was a uh, Bethesda game. Like I, I somehow yeah. just didn't hear about it enough. Like I. <laughs> I have so much shit going. Uh, so I'll run you through what I, I want to hear more about Starfield, but I'm just going to throw out what I'm playing. I downloaded Baldur's Gate 3, but I, I'm like, this is the other thing I do too, is like I buy a game and I'm like so excited to play it. Then I like travel back east for like three weeks and I'm yeah, like, okay, no. now I don't even want to play Diablo, but I also Baldur's Gate 3 has come out and I download it, but I, I'm like, I can't start that until I finish Diablo. And now I have like, Diablo starts to feel like homework. I'm like, okay, I have an hour. I should jam out a couple of dungeons. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is supposed to be for fun. Like, just right. play the game you want to play. I'm already behind. Like, everyone's already moved on from Diablo. So it's not like if I start, like, if I play it in six months, people are going to be like, what are you doing? They're already like, what are you doing? And I'm always so far behind in that way because I'm like, no. Because I because I have this, like, stupid completionist thing mm-hmm. that makes me watch all of Lincoln Lawyer, even if I didn't like it by episode three, you know, I, <laughs> right. I have to finish it because my brain is broken. You got to find out how the case turns out. Did yeah, I'm win? so <laughs> curious. It's like, oh, the show sucks. I don't care at all, but I got to just know. And that's like, how I, that's how I am with like every Apple TV show. Not all of them, but so many of them are just like, what is this? Like, it's like pretty people with some plot. And yeah. I got to figure out what happens at the end. The wife and I are watching Changeling along the same lines. We're like, is three it good? Episodes. I haven't watched it. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm three <laughs> episodes in. I kind of like it. I'm like, am I going to finish this? Uh, it, if it was, if it was all out, I would finish it. Now it's weekly. It's it lose. It runs a chance of losing me. Yeah. But it also, you know, when a show is weekly nowadays, they also never tell you like, check back next thursday or whatever so you're kind of like yeah just anytime you're surfing you're like oh shit there's a new uh, blank okay i'll just throw that on yeah our next partner is athletic greens and i literally just chugged down an ag1 uh my morning little uh scoop of powder in uh, about 14 ounces of cold water smash it down now i'm on my way to better gut health increased energy immune system support um and i didn't have to take a bunch of vitamins first thing in the morning because that always makes me a little nauseous if i do it on empty stomach but slamming down ag1 athletic greens does not hurt my tummy as a matter of fact i think it's a great way to get uh, a few ounces of cold water first thing in the morning which can also kind of feel taste a little nasty So you throw some of that AG1 in there and then boom, you're getting a scoop of 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality, giving you major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy and even healthier looking skin, hair and nails. So I get my AG1 delivered to me every month. Very easy to make it a daily habit. And it's very easy for you to make it a daily habit. So all you got to do is uh, if you're looking for an easier way to take your supplements, you go to Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which obviously is kind of important, especially as we get into those winter months, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com slash mighty. That's athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Check it out. A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot C-O-M slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Rocket money! Okay, I don't know what I'm trying to... Try it free for 30 days, huh? You know, that's enough time to try something and completely forget about it. Like, I did, I totally forgot. I guess I should leave out names here, but I totally forgot I had a subscription to a streaming service, and then I happened to look at my credit card bill, and I saw it, and I was like, damn, how long have I been paying for that and not using it? Did you know that... Uh, most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when it's actually closer to 200 Yikes. You need Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people uh, apparently have subscriptions that they forgot about. Uh, you know, something... Or a double dip, like you and your partner, you and your roommate have the same service. We don't need two of those. Or like, holy crap, I got rid of that printer, but I guess I'm still paying. Because everything has monthly services now. Everything's a gym membership. You know, that's how they, they're hoping. They're hoping you can go into a coma and just keep paying these businesses by accident. You know, like, but no, that's where uh, Rocket Money comes in, helps you find those. So stop throwing your money away. 
cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash mighty. That's rocketmoney.com slash mighty. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot C-O-M slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Rocketmoney.com slash mighty. So uh, I'm playing Diablo 4. Download Baldur's Gate 3. I Mm -hmm. also download both Star Wars games because someone's like, the new one is really fun. And I'm like, oh, but they're like, you got to play the first one, though, to get the storyline. Fallen so Order? Da- yeah, so I download Fallen Order. I start playing Fallen Order, and I do not like uh, the map interface. I do not understand it at all. Mm. Um, and there, there, and we could talk about this more, but there are moments and things in games now where I feel aged out of them a little bit. Huh. Where I'm like, oh, this map like is a little complex, and I feel like if I had been playing games unbroken for the last five years, this would be such an understandable... This- mm. This vernacular, this map vernacular would be in my bones. But like, yeah, that's so well. So, uh, do you play any other uh, Souls games? Like, I would say that Fallen Order is kind of a Souls game or a Soulsborne. I, I don't. Another game I downloaded and have not even touched is Elder Scrolls because it looks so uh, fucking rat. Elden, Elden Ring. Ring right? yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that's so interesting because I also similarly like I you know I played like Bethesda games, whatever, and um, maybe like I don't even know, like three years ago. I tried to play Bloodborne, which is a PS4 exclusive at the time. And there's sort of a totally, it's a different system of games, just in that um, the way people talk about it is like it's transparent versus opaque storytelling. So a game like Assassin's Creed, it's transparent. Like anything you do, it's like, hey, by the way, go here and kill the guy. And then like you can go over here and there's going to be a shop and you can go over here and it's going to be another guy that you have to kill and it's a quest marker. And like everything is sort of pre planned and you're able to go. A game like a Soulsborne game, they're telling you almost nothing. They're like, hey, you're on this planet. And then everything else that you do, you kind of have to figure out. So you have to figure out where to go to sell things and buy things, where to go to like discover. So it's more about discovery than it is about like completing the map and stuff. Interesting. I, okay. I kind of dig that. I can get behind that. Yeah. It, people, everyone just says like, oh, it's so complicated or so difficult is what a lot of people say. They are difficult because it's, again, like it's the um, a game like Skyrim. You're kind of just like going in and you're like, I'm going to attack this until it dies and I'm not going to guard almost ever and like whatever. Like I'm just going to yeah. blast this. A game like Fallen Order or Elden Ring, you have to be a little more strategic. You're like, okay, this thing is really powerful. So if I get hit once or twice, like I'm done. So I have to kind of look at its pattern of attack and then anticipate stuff and like guard or roll and stuff like that. Oh yeah. That, that appeals to me less than like, okay, I guess I got, <laughs> I got to go grind until I find a better weapon and then come back and murk this bitch or whatever. Yeah. yeah and that is true. I think for uh Elder ring too, but it's got, it's the combat's a little bit more difficult. There's sort of a different like flavor of games. There's yeah. like Sekiro, dark souls, like all, they're all sort of the same, um, pool of games and the th- idea is if you die you lose all the experience that you've gained from the last time you died and uh, you reset to a place and all the enemies respawn oh, so, like, oh yeah. Yeah, so like that's like what makes it difficult too is that you're trying to get from checkpoint A to checkpoint B but every time you hit a checkpoint all the animals re- enemies respawn and if you die along the way you lose all the XP that you had gained in between checkpoints Oof. so like it makes it, it's a little bit of a gamble. You're like, all right, I've got a fucking ton of this shit, but I think it's just a little bit farther. Let me, let me go, like, try to get this, that little, it's almost the gambler's dilemma. Like, you're like, if I fucking just. Should I get up from the bit, table now or should yeah, I fucking <laughs> right. double down? Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, is Monster Hunter that type of game too? Or am I confusing that? Monster with- Hunter, I think, has a similar combat mechanic where it's like big fight. You know, these guys are like swinging at you and you got to dodge and roll, but it's yeah. more of an RPG. And I think everything does respond though. It's like it's yeah. similar in that way. I got uh, Monster Hunter on Switch because uh, someone had recommended it and I yeah. was like way too overwhelmed by it. No, uh, I also didn't. I didn't link on I didn't that. I was like, it. it's crazy. I intend to some point get to Elden Ring. Like, you know, another thing, this is just such uh, old man married shit. My wife used to, <laughs> My wife used to travel for work. Oh, uh, like dream every once for a while. gamer husband, right? By yeah, the way. <laughs> gamer husband shit is like, oh, you're gone this weekend? Great. I'm going to put 40 hours into the game. 
<laughs> but now it feels weird. Like if she's like, I'm done. And like we eat dinner and then it's like, what do you want to watch? I'm like, well, I'd like to go into my room and play four <laughs> hours of games alone. Like, no, I also struggle with this because it's like, I don't like I want to spend time with my wife. Obviously, you know what I do is I'm usually like, hey, Saturday Starfield comes out. So I just want to prepare you that that's something that I'm going to want to do on that day or whatever. Right. But before I was as open, like when we were first started dating, me and my wife been together like five years. Um, and before, uh, I wasn't really like aware of how to tell her that video games are something that were, were fun for me or are important <laughs> to me. So instead of saying anything, I was, I just, like that. I like that you, you <laughs> intended to say important at first. And then you were like, that feels weird to say, I'll say fun. And then you're like, you know what? On High and Mighty, we're real here. We're going to just say the video games, they are important to me. Like, I have to, like, explain to my wife. I'm like, you know how, like, this is like, yes, it's it's art. It's yeah, totally. Uh, activa- it activates. It's a stress relief for me. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, it doesn't always sound like it. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay I can't get it. <laughs> Fair. It does get my anxiety up sometimes. <laughs> but, like, taking it out on games, is so- it feels like such a treat when you're a grown up who's like yes. an independent contractor who has like mm-hmm. a million different 1099s they have to keep up in the air so that their <laughs> like life stays together like it feels like such a treat to be like well i have a 3 hour brick right now that i'm going to use oh, to play games man. like it's just no. like unheard of yeah i just recently like i was working at this company called the try guys full time and uh i'm now an independent creator um and uh so i like left the comfort of a full time job to now work for myself and in the first week i was like oh shit i could kind of <laughs> I can maybe hop in a Starfield, even though it's 1 p.m. on like yeah. the middle of the workday. There's yeah. two parts to that because you can hop into Starfield at 1 p.m. in the middle of the day, which is a good, well-adjusted version of being an independent contractor. <laughs> and then there's the thing of like, it's Thursday night. We're going, we're all going on a raid at the fucking blah, blah, blah in the game. And you're like, I don't know. I feel like I have work I have to do. Like yeah, that, right. like I, I, my brain goes, I can tell when I'm sizzling, <laughs> like when I'm doing well mentally and when I'm doing poor is like when I'm like, Miles, I can't. You're nearly a stranger to me, and I'm gonna like a cop, <laughs> cop to this here. I, I, I so frequently am like, no, you do not have time to play a game today. You have to like get certain things, and it's amorphous. Right. It's not even like specific. It's like you just got to get some work done, and then what I'll do is sit at my computer and do almost nothing. Productive. Completely. Oh yeah, no, I and totally I'm like, get that. Fuck, dude, you should have just played video games. And now <laughs> instead, like 90 minutes have gone by where I wasn't I was forbidding myself from playing games because I had to do stuff. I didn't do anything. So now I'm double fucked. I didn't do anything productive nor fun or in our totally. case important. No, I I totally agree with that. And I, what something I'm trying to balance now with the like independent contractor life is I know for a fact that the busier I am, the more productive I am. And the more I put myself into a crunch, the more I do accomplish. And so I'm like trying to figure out, yeah, middle ground where I'm like, okay, well, if I play video games for a couple hours, like that actually is okay. It's going to bring me joy. And then like, I'll just, I've never missed a deadline. Like I just will get it done. Right. I'll just jam. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll just jam. I'm forcing myself into a corner to like get these things done. But oh, anyway, when, uh, with my wife, I was waking up for a period of time to play Last of Us 2 at 6 in the morning. I was like, waking up at 6 in the morning, and we only, at the time we had roommates now, we we live alone, but I had to play in our bedroom. So I would wear headphones for my PS4 and play Last of Us 2 at like 6 in the morning in two to three hours. My wife slept till 10 at that time. So I was like playing from 6 to, you know, when I had to work in the morning every morning and that's how i played that entire game and like just crying crying waking up like weeping and shit i woke up like one morning when i beat it i was like like tearing up like you know tears in my eyes like playing in the morning it was like 7 30 in the morning i was like <sighs> like my wife's like <laughs> sleeping <laughs> next to me self like when the last of us tv show came out uh tiff was like uh, my, my wife tiffany was like yeah. oh are we gonna watch this show i'm like I mean, it was one of the most magnificent <laughs> games I've ever. And she was like, "When? When did you play this?" I was like, "Like last month." She's like, "What?" Because I have this like little office, and everything yeah. I own is in here, including my gaming. And she's like, "Wait, you played?" And I'm like, "I I played one and two. She's like, "What?" <laughs> and and I'm like, like, "Yeah, I was like crying in there and shit. Like it's like this whole life I had that she had no idea about." <laughs> no, totally. Like, and those like, games meant so much like i played the first one it came out i don't know when that was like 2013 or something like that and um it's so cool to see that the show is awesome like i think that that's also really cool because 
I was nervous about it because it meant so much. To, video games are important to me. I'll say it, John. They're important they're very to important me. to me. They, I I I've said this on previous episodes, but I can like mark the periods of my life by like what game I was playing. I'm like, oh, totally. college, freshman year. That was Age of Empires two over the local area <laughs> network for the first time in my life. You know, oh, totally. you know, I, ju- when funny enough, junior and senior year were like Diablo, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still fucking ripping it. Uh, yeah, the uh, the fucking uh, Last of Us when the show came out, I, someone's like, "Have you played? What do you think the show's gonna be like?" I'm like, "I don't know." The games were so cinematic. Yeah, that they I really and were, I'm, and I like, and I'm like, it has a built, it has a great narrative. It's not like mm-hmm. you have to adapt a narrative. So I was really impressed by the show by going down these side story tangents. I thought that was a way mm-hmm. for someone who really played smart. the game to like a major. And I played, I played them well after they both came out. I just like ripped mm-hmm. through them like a couple of years ago. It was fucking great. No, totally. And I think that the. It's cool, yeah, that they did the side stories. They added, like, Melanie Linsky's character. They added a bunch yeah. of things to it that made me excited as someone who loved the games. And the cast is just great. Bella Ramsey and uh, Pedro Pascal are fucking awesome. And I'm excited for season two. I like. Yeah. I think it's going to fucking rule. Like, I just... I loved that game so much. And the second one... And honestly, like, there was some... I feel like there was some critical backlash of the second one. And the game meant so much to me that I just couldn't read it. I was like, yeah. I don't want to hear people talk about this because I just know how I feel about it and I really loved it. Yeah, I just could not give a shit what pe- critics have to say about video games. No, like, I, yeah, really. I have like six friends that I'm just like, <laughs> I send a text to, I'm like, what should I play next? Jeff Rubin, yeah. Adam Conover, tell me what <laughs> I should be playing. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> I have a question for you. So I, uh, during the pandemic, uh, got into PC gaming. So that's now what I'm doing. I built my own PC Whoa! Envy, uh, envy on my part, and I really, really have it brought me so much joy. And now, like, I essentially first bought a pre-built PC, and since have taken the entire thing apart and used the parts and built, got a new case and whatever, and uh, built two of them now—one for this studio, one for my house. And uh, I'm into PC gaming now, which means that like I'm doing a little bit of the like mouse and keyboard fast clicking stuff. I'm doing like. You know, anything that uh, I need kind of like a fast internet connection to play, like I was playing Warzone for a while, and uh, I found that the PC gaming thing was a new like adult way to do this hobby that I've loved forever, and it's like, oh, it's sort of the 2.0 version of that. Like, everything's a higher frame rate, everything looks a little bit better, and um, like, you know, the idea is also that I can use the computer to like export videos. So like, it's like I... The mouse and keyboard gaming is like what what I came up doing. Like, it's funny. I, of course, like every... I'm 41, so of course I've I had 8-bit Nintendo as a kid. It was my babysitter. Had yeah. Super Nintendo and all that. But starting at like the late 90s, I got into PC gaming my, yeah. my, in high school, and I built my own PC for college. And oh like wow, with, that's sick! With like the night, uh, I had a, f- a friend help me build it, but it was like with the fucking like black light inside, with like the yeah, visible right. side and shit, yeah, and yeah. it had like the biohazard cut out on the side or whatever. Yeah. And it was so stupid. And I got really, and I played a lot of PC game, but then when I got older, I, I kind of went away from that, got into, you know, I, I played, um, world of Warcraft. In, yeah. Once I moved to Brooklyn and I, on my PC a lot, but then I eventually got an Apple and mm-hmm. would never, and kind of games went by the wayside in my mid twenties yeah. in New York city. And I sure. kind of fell out of them for a long time. And then, uh, got back into the Blizzard games, which I always loved, and because they port to a uh, Mac and PC. Mm-hmm. So, like, once I had a good power book, or now I have a, a you know, a iMac, iMac Pro, yeah. I could use that to play Heroes of the Storm, the fucking Diablo game, like all the and, right. But then I start, I I got back into console. Now I'm at the stage where I kind of want. I don't have the room or the capacity for this at all, but I want to like. <laughs> I want to like add a PC. I want to add PC gaming to my office without losing Dude. my giant like iMac situation. Here. Okay, so I for a while had I had a PC. I mean, here I'll show you. I can pivot the camera. This is the camera. This is the PC that I have for this studio. It's uh, one I built, and it's like gigantic and uh, and awesome. I started and I was like using a laptop to do some stuff, and then I was like, "We'll use the PC." And I found that the PC was just so much more powerful than my laptop was. <laughs> right. And so. 
Because it's like, yeah, like you buy the graphics card, like Apple fleeces you for the low powered shit because they have a good operating system. Right. And now I, after doing that and kind of being like, oh, well, I'll use the Mac for some things. I'm full PC. I'm full Windows. I, I abandoned Apple. I mean, I have an iPhone, obviously. I'm not right, insane. Right. But <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Samsunger. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. But I now like fully do everything on Windows. And that's where like I, I do a lot of video editing and stuff. So do that fully on Premiere in uh in windows and i love it i like and it's also one of those hobbies that is if you like to tinker and you like to kind of like go on a forum and be like okay well how do i set this up properly there's just so much to do and i really like computers and learning how they work and whatever yeah. so it's been yeah, awesome. i remember like upgrading my in nvidia geforce i mean i was probably 7200 or 5400 when i was doing it god knows what they are now yeah right but that was like in the early aughts was like dude you got the nvidia geforce shit dude we're gonna <laughs> rip yeah Diab- <laughs> diablo's gonna look fucking bananas and now that's like the video card that's in my phone <laughs> like, yeah no absolutely yeah no that part is cool i also like i love the pc gaming because the and also i like the ps5 is the frame rate difference like playing in 60 frames a second versus playing in 30 or something i find is like a crazy difference oh that's cool yeah i, I i'm not i don't really understand that like mm-hmm. because of the time i missed in gaming yeah i don't fully understand a lot of that tech but being back like on playstation 5 and like getting down with the new games to come out it yeah. feels so I, I also i should say there was a real long gap where i was like a temp and like a, a writer and like a segment producer and a producer like all these stupid jobs i had for a long time where i got really into like in browser games like oh yeah uh, sure yeah like like tower defense games and oh, yeah. um games like that really got had had a stranglehold on me in my mid-20s more or less still love them to a degree and but getting like back into console gaming has felt like a real and for me it's like kind of important that it's separate than my computer so it's like a it's like i get up and move yeah i mean i I can technically play it from here because i'll (laughs) My PlayStation is. Oh, there you go. Yes, yeah, so right. You can play. It's, a, it's actually being currently used as my second monitor, and then yeah. I could just switch it uh, with the switcher to from HDMI uh, to HDMI, and then I could play PlayStation on it. Yeah. Uh, I need the ability to be like, okay, work is over, because yes, I for right. longest time would be sitting here and then just like fire up Heroes of the Storm, or um, lately I've been getting into. St- steam games that's kind of yeah. new to me too and like yeah, getting sure. these sort of semi rpg games i've been playing a lot of a game called dave the diver if you oh dude played. i've been in playing dave the diver and i really like it it's like i've been playing it on i've steam deck so uh wait explain I, to me this a little bit because uh weiger recommended steam deck to me and i didn't fully understand what it was so a steam deck is essentially a gaming pc but it's this it's a little bit bigger than a switch it's a handheld gaming pc so you're able to, whereas a Switch is like a handheld that you can only play Nintendo games. Uh, a Steam Deck, you can play any video game that is on Steam, which is like any video game, like pretty much, except right. for Nintendo exclusives. So you set it up, and uh, it's a little bit bigger than a Switch. It's a little sturdier, but you can play anything on it. So I'll download a game on Steam, then also download it on my Steam Deck, and I'm able to play it like from my couch, uh, you know, or from bed or whatever on the Steam Deck. It's but you, so but you, good. But you can't like take. Can you take the Steam Deck with you like on a trip? Yes, definitely. So the Steam Deck, I mean, if if you played at home, you can um like I can play PS5 games on the Steam Deck cuz I use remote play. <laughs> so oh, cool. I'm able to do that, but I also can take it with me and have download games and play on the plane. So like recently I was on a trip and I was playing um Baldur's Gate 3 on my Steam Deck on the plane because it's just like a way to take your gaming PC with you. It's an amazing oh, amazing device. Interesting because my switch got stolen when I was visiting New York, and I'm oh really, like from my hotel room. I, I think Jesus, the, that's horrible. I, I either lost it in the hotel room, which I don't think I did because I <laughs> did like five checks before I left, or like a cleaning person or someone took it from me. Wow, it's kind of kind of infuriating. Yeah, uh, totally. And I uh, I want to get another one, but maybe I want to get a Steam Deck because the Steam games mm-hmm. almost appeal to me more than Switch games because. Those are the dumb games I want to try. And 
I'm sitting here playing like Cult of the Lamb on my 27 inch monitor. Yeah, it's right. unnecessary. No, like, and, yeah, 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 right. Cult of the Lamb is like I loved it, but I was like, this would be better if I was playing handheld. I think I played it on PS4. Right. Uh, yeah. It's like it's so easy to like like Dave the Diver is a, is a, such a fun game, but I don't yeah. need like an iMac Pro to run. Like, <laughs> no, like <laughs> definitely not. I mean, also say the Steam Deck is great because it's um it's in a, a Linux. It's like a Linux computer. So you can boot it into the Steam menu and there's all your little games. You can click on them. You can also boot it into desktop mode and it is fully a computer that is like a tablet. So you can like connect a mouse to it and connect a keyboard and like it's just a computer. You can download apps on it, whatever. So what you can also do, which is like this requires a little more tinkering, but I think that for the type of gamer you are, you will like this. You can emulate any game on your Steam Deck. So you can play if you were into the fucking Pokemon, if you were into Halo, if you were into any old game, you can, well, I mean, there's, you know, there's a little bit of a tricky thing there where emulated games, you kind of, it's like a gray area where you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to have owned them to download the ROMs <laughs> and whatever. But if you want to emulate old games like that, you can do it on the Steam Deck. So I was playing like games I played in my childhood handheld, like with the Steam Deck. It was crazy. Oh, that's so fun. That was kind of cool about Switch. Switch had all those uh, old games yeah. on it. Like, we could play some 8-bit Nintendo games and shit like that. But, yeah, yeah. I think that might... Because that's the thing. I want to be able to play Dave the Diver on the uh, Literally what I'm doing. I'm playing Dave the Diver only on Steam Deck. It's yeah. Because, yeah. like, it makes no sense for me to sit... If I could sit down on my computer, I don't want... I shouldn't play Dave the Diver. I should be playing fucking yeah, right. Elden Ring or fucking... <laughs> uh, what, uh, what am I playing now? Diablo or fucking... Yeah. Uh, uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, yeah. Dave the Diver, to jump back to it for a second, the vibes are like so, like the music is so yeah. powerful in the game. And it's <laughs> it's funny that it, fe I think Steam does this, a lot of Steam games do this really well, where you're like uh, working, uh, you're like playing a game and you're like, oh, this is a fun little like shallow little dumb little game. And then it goes on, it goes on, it goes on. And then you're like, this game is way more deep and intensive totally. than I thought it was. Yeah, like definitely. and like you know, and it's like I'm trying to think of other games that were like that. Someone keeps they keep recommending me these games that seem like it's one thing, and then you keep playing, and it gets more and more elaborate. Oh, dude, um, fucking, oh god, there's one that just came out that's so good. It starts and it's the card game. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, it's, yes, that is my favorite game of the last year. I would play that. It's, Dude, uh, someone got me into that where you play a card game and then eventually you stand up from the table and yes. you're able to like move around and interact with the world around you. Like it's called like Chronicle. It's not that. It's something. What the hell is it? Uh, it's called like, oh my God. Jody card game last year. It's called like inscri inscri Inscription. Inscription. Yes. Yeah, dude, inscriptions. Yeah, it starts out and it's this card game. And the game is the card game is really fun. It's like a cool yeah. little game. And then yeah, you stand up from the table and like your little character has like there's like a weird mystery going on. I loved that game. I, I that's literally so the game I was thinking about when I was referencing like some of these games, these uh game designers that people are doing. Yeah. Uh because like I'm always there a game I really another uh, so here here's another thing. Let's talk fan not fantasy in the genre games, but dream games. Oh I, yeah, I love XCOM two. Did you play XCOM two? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I I, I love that fucking game. I loved how it worked. I loved. I'm dying for a fantasy version of XCOM two, which would be like as close as you could get to like yeah. tabletop D and uh, to like a tabletop D and D game. And mm. the closest I've found were like uh, a game called Wildermyth, which is kind of yeah. like that. But it was like a little cheesier than you want it to be. And another game I loved growing up was Heroes of Might and Magic. Yeah, yeah, And I'm yeah. chasing that game again. And the closest I found to that is something on Zoom, uh, on Zoom, on Steam called um, <laughs> Songs of Conquest. And neither of them are exactly what you want them to be. Mm. But they both kind of, and I'm like, I just, I'm like out there trying to get people, like get game designers to be like, make a fantasy XCOM 2. Like, yeah, right. Like, that feels like a dream. I, this is, this conversation alone is making me want to play XCOM 2 again. And I don't have time for any of it. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, I totally relate to like the fantasy game things and wanting like some of that. It's like what you want is that piece of excitement from your childhood to like be playable again. Right. In yeah. like a fantasy. And I'll say, 
right now my desire for games like i'm playing starfield that's huge it's like a huge crazy expansive game it's gonna take me like 100 hours to beat and then Baldur's gate 3 also gigantic i'll say what i'm craving now is actually get more games like inscription that are like smaller and really specific and like little tiny stories because i sometimes will get as much enjoyment out of a small little game like that that just is really really well done handcrafted like not open world it's linear but it's got like little things going on um, yeah that's, that's a good example of, that's a good yeah. example of one of those like uh, uh like um a, a game that was like really small and dumb it doesn't it, it doesn't wrap up in the way you want it to wrap up but got me vampire survivors took like oh i didn't play it. that you, you like that it was cool yeah it's a super silly like it's like an 8-bit uh fantasy goth version of like uh invader uh space invaders like oh cool it's like bad guy hell and you upgrade your weapons and, and, it, and but then there's like weird pockets and weird experience and weird shit yeah. that happens. oh wait oh vampire survivors i did play and that game did fucking rip i thought there's a different vampire game that i didn't play but yes they where you walk around and you can only control the way you move right yes yeah and you like upgrade your the relic the game uh the weapons you get like oh i'm like a six level with the holy bible spinning around you and then it's like, like so much happening on the screen like at the end yeah, yeah it's like no. bullet hell by the end uh yeah those are those are really that game is really fun and really simple yes, but i, I right. couldn't believe how addictive it is uh another genre of games i love and i don't even they're like weirdly card adjacent games. Like Slay the Spire was a game yeah, that took like I liked Slay the Spire took a lot. my life away from me in a way. Yeah, that's a great Steam Deck game, by the way, because it's just like you I got know. it on. I had it on Steam for so long mm -hmm. that when I got a Switch, I bought it again for yeah. Switch so I could play so it good. while I traveled. Because it's a great travel game, like a low stakes game like that where you can put. I, I, I'm so frequently playing games that I can't stop. Yes, you know, oh like, and, and like, it's like very frustrating. The, yeah, <laughs> and you're I'm a thinking, father. <laughs> I know exactly. My kids in the room screaming. No, but like that. The thing is, I have less time to play video games now, um, which is why during the pandemic I was doing some Twitch streaming, and now that I'm into big creator, I'm like maybe I do more streaming so that way when I play video games, it's work somehow. Like yeah. that. Like the I curse get of the independent contractor in the modern times is like I've monetized like all my hobbies to <laughs> yeah, a way right. in which nothing is for me anymore. Like yeah, <laughs> right. No, that's why I stopped. And also, my audience that like is not interested really in seeing me play video games. Like they're like, oh, this is cool, I guess. But like, we kind of just want you to do like stuff. Like we want you to like talk. If you were just to talk at camera uninterrupted for an hour, we'd almost like that more because like that's not where my audience is from at all. But, yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, I have way less time because it's like I wake up with him in the morning and it's like sometimes at night I have a little bit of time. But um, yeah, it's about stealing time in the middle of the day now. That's yeah. where I'm at video game wise. When you're on your own clock in a way. Yeah, you're exactly, like, all right, yeah, right. I can afford two hours. Like I, I truly have, uh, it's 11 o'clock now. Uh, I have like a noon thing and I'm mm. like, oh man, it would be awesome to be. But like half the games I have, like you can't squeeze in a half hour of gaming. Totally, but yeah. when I opened up steam to try to figure out the name of inscription i was like i could definitely play 30 minutes of vampire survivors <laughs> oh yeah no, you can play five minutes of vampire survivors it's such a good like hop in and go game. yeah yeah uh and so so what like are, are there any this will probably come out in a week or two are there any games on the horizon that are like games that we know are being developed that we're like dying for because there's oh, wow. there's always been talk of another um skyrim right like yeah they're working right now on elder scroll yeah skyrim elder scrolls six i think it is that will come out sometime who fucking knows but it'll uh that's being worked on right now it's tough because i feel like there's so many goddamn video games that like <laughs> like if like, there's so many games i have not played like i played a little bit of horizon for britain west and i was like oh this is cool didn't play any of the rest of it but it's like i bought it i could go back right. and play so many hours of that Games on the horizon that are coming out. Yeah, I don't know. Starfield, I think, is going to take me forever. Elden Ring has DLC that's coming out soon that I'm really excited about. Um, oh, so you played, you played, you put in some time in Elden Ring. You beat it. Oh yeah, I I, I platinumed the game. I like, well, I got like every trophy. I played like a fucking shit ton of that game. I now I'm a, I'm a big fantasy head, but not necessarily a Souls head. Do I, should I try yeah. to get into it? Because it just every yeah. every image from it and looked really fucking radical. Like you're every, gonna yeah, you're gonna like it. It's it's also the first um, Souls game that uh, people say is like a good bridge. Like it, they they make a lot of this stuff simpler. You play Dark Souls one, it's like 
fucking crazy difficult. None of it makes any sense. You have to like speak a certain language to be able to understand like how the game is designed. Elden Ring is a little bit like more. They'll hold your hand a little bit. And they'll be like, you can go here and whatever. And it's just the world and the combat is so good. And you can play however you want. You can be like a mage, like, you know, and shoot spells. You can be, you know, a guy with a big sword. It's so, so fun. Oh, that's rad. I uh, There's like a a new style of games that kind of split the diff between like a third person shooter and mm-hmm. an RPG. Like yeah. I think horizons is one of those games. Mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. It was a game like yeah, that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot too. Um, the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla, mm-hmm. the, the God of war games. They, yeah. I, there, there are some elements that at far cry. There are these mm-hmm. elements of these games that are like, that differentiate them, but there's something a little bit that's like there's a main storyline, there's some side quests, mm-hmm. there's experience, there's equipment, uh, but it is <laughs> like not hyper elaborate. And if you don't accidentally upgrade your bow for like a while, it's not going to kill you. Like th- these games are like kind of my sweet spot in that I'm like, oh, I could play this for 50 hours and beat it. And like, yeah, you know, totally. and, and I, I really dig those games. So I look forward to more in those where uh, like, a game I absolutely love that I intend to go back and play again was Shadow of Mordor. Um, oh yeah, did not play that, but would would love to. Oh, highly recommend it. It's the fight engine is on the Arkham Asylum engine, so like uh, so, if you yeah, if you played those right. games, yeah, that yeah. kind of combat is really fun. And then Shadow of Mordor also has this like orc hierarchy that yeah. like the bad guys like if one of them beats you in a fight he gains power and gets like underlings and like there's like a full like tree of bad guys where you're like shit i have to kill this uh, this like goblin chief and it's like oh he killed me once he's already got two cronies that watch him that are more powerful than ever before and like that game that game game i really dug so i hope they do something and again that's like in the fantasy world because it's lord of the ring you're not playing by by any of the you're not a lord of the rings character you just like live in the world so it's yeah that's sick that's awesome damn uh yeah so uh, again now this has just made me want to play so many I'm like I know I'm, I'm like, like keep looking at my fucking, iCal I'm like I'm like All touring right. I'm touring a preschool and I'm like how fast can I get back after I do that <laughs> I'm like I got I'm, I got like a really hard to get beach camping spot for Thursday night into Friday and I'm like <laughs> fuck man like and I already have like my whole schedule blocked out so I could sleep out Thursday night more or less and I'm like yeah right if I just stayed home I could play games all night <laughs> like. <laughs> And it's like the absolute nature. Like I should spend the night under the stars at the beach in beautiful Southern California, or should I fucking close my blinds, hit, eat the fucking volcano, you know, fire up the volcano and play twelve hours of Elden Ring? Uh, Hell yeah, dude! First, yeah. I gotta finish Diablo Four just to feel free of that campaign for some reason. Even though yes. I'm like, I love these games so much, and I used to play them multiplayer with friends. I'm not loving it alone. Like, and it's fine. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a good version of Diablo. I'm just like, maybe I've moved on, or there's too much excite other excitement, st- exciting stuff out there. For me. Yeah, I mean, like in terms of playing with friends uh, during the pandemic, I really I hadn't ever played online video games that much until the pandemic. Like, I had always been the solo gamer or like playing with my friends as a kid in person, but yeah. never played online. And then during the pandemic with uh, Fortnite and Warzone and Minecraft, actually, me and Whoa. my friends were like, this is a way for us to hang out and do something together that we can do for hours. So like every night, you know, we're all popping an edible and hopping into Warzone and like playing, you know, until really late. And it was so fun. It really like... That helped me feel connected to people during the pandemic. For yeah, a while. funny. The two guys I grew up playing video games with, my two childhood best friends, over mm-hmm. the pandemic. The reason Diablo Four was so hot for us is over the pandemic we downloaded Diablo Three again. Yeah, and all started playing over. And there's there wasn't at the time like and we we're a real way to chat. So we would have <laughs> like three iPhone conference call, like a three way <laughs> FaceTime audio yeah. on speaker while we played, and it was like we did. We we've done that a few times, and that and we're you know we have we still have a character. We each have a character that we played Diablo Four together with. Like yeah. we can't touch at, at separately, but like it, it it I we did do that a lot. I played a lot of StarCraft over um mm-hmm. uh, StarCraft Two specifically over uh, uh, Blizzard.net. Uh, I got my fucking uh, ass hat. I remember what like my pot dealer coming to my door but being in the middle of a starcraft game and like afraid to get up and like being like is this guy gonna walk away with my eighth i gotta go get him like it was like (laughs) 
I mean, this is like uh, 2008 or whatever, but yeah, right. uh, <laughs> when I lived in New York, pre-legalization. Yeah, right. Uh, but, dude, Miles, this has been a fucking hell of a conversation. It was, it's inspirational in the dumbest way in that it's inspiring <laughs> me to be like, I also you got to get back out there and get, get get my games in. I got to get my gaming in. <laughs> hell yeah. No, I'm like, I have all this homework now. I'm like, I really got to play Starfield and I should get back into Baldur's Gate and like, maybe I play this one. Uh, RPGs are always my fucking downfall too yeah. because I make a character and I'm like this has been so fun but wouldn't it have been more fun if I just did <laughs> right. like a warrior class and then you do it for like a while it's like magic seems fucking cool and then like you yeah. go back and do it and then you're like now I've got like eight le- it, it's a, <laughs> it, if you look at any of my RPG load up screens you can tell I have adult ADD like it's yeah. just like no, right. no one's ever beat the game I just have like eight level 30 characters <laughs> that I'm like I don't know who I like the best <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles why don't you tell the shitheads my mouth breathing listeners a little mm. bit about your show and where they can find that and anything else you got to plug hell yeah what's up shitheads um you can listen to perfect person it's a call and advice show where people call me with their problems and then i live call them back and solve them over the phone flawlessly uh we get a lot of wacky calls it's a blast uh you can check it out everywhere you get podcasts and on youtube uh we have a full video version of the podcast that looks nice and cute yeah if it's if you're filming in that office that i'm looking at here then uh, hell yeah baby (laughs) exactly right and spoiler alert, I'm going to be hitting the fucking wood-grained office next week. Damn Hope- right, baby. We're having Johnny G on the show to give all sorts of tweens throughout the world his <laughs> advice. We're going to see how easy it is for the two adults to fit in your uh, sauna also. <laughs> yeah. Know, yeah. We- <laughs> Yeah, it's a two-person sauna, but not for us. <laughs> I'm I'm coming in. I'm coming in my fucking rubber suit, ready to fucking sweat. <laughs> Uh, Miles, this has been a fucking hell of a chat, man. Yeah, thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to having you on my podcast. I can't wait. So check out A Perfect Person. And as for me, you can. uh, I'm not going to do any TV or movie plugs. A, because I have none, and B, because I'm abiding by strike rules. Uh, That's right. (laughs) But check out Action Boys, my podcast about action movies. Now, I'm sure I've told the listeners this, but we have some free episodes at free.actionboys.biz. So you can get there, get hooked, and then come over to the Patreon and start pay you know eliminate like whatever college fund you're having and start paying me so i don't have to be so i can afford more games how how cool oh, yeah. would that be that'd be nice that'd be really nice bye shitheads that was a hit gum podcast In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) No. Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. You wake up after a few years and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I'm dark. I'm your dad. Action boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs>